Today we're in a message series which I call Growing a Godly Family. And in this series we're talking about how parents and children can grow together in knowing and serving God. And in order for that to happen, every family needs to make God their top priority in life. And when God is a top priority, then your family can be blessed. Your family can grow in God. Now, sometimes people get a little mixed up and they make family the top priority. And it doesn't work out so well when the family is top priority and God is a little ways down. God needs to be the top priority in our lives so that we can be blessed. But today we're going to talk about training our children. As I said, this sports camp was a great experience we had with the children coming, learning about sports, and learning about God's Word, learning about Jesus. We had stories from the Old Testament of David, his faith in God, and uh, we were very honored to be teaching the children about the Lord and God's plan for their life. But today we're going to look more closely at God's Word to see what it has to say about training our children. Now my message is going to be focusing on training the children in your families. Now some of you have children who are out of your family. I mean, they're still part of your family, but they're no longer living at home. Uh, but the lessons, the principles apply to spiritual children. I'm going to mention that as well. God wants us to be, to be discipling and training others as spiritual children, even if we don't have physical children still in our homes. So let's begin today by looking at some key verses in the Bible that talk about training and discipling other people. These verses are often referred to as the Great Commission. They're commands from Jesus Christ to each and every believer, not just to pastors, not just to evangelists, but for each believer. Now, in the middle of your program, there's a white page. I encourage you to take it out. It has the verses written out and the outline of the message. You can uh, fill in the blanks there. On the back is some study questions that you can use in your own personal study time. They're often used as discussion guides in our life groups as well. Matthew 28, Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now, when we look closely at these verses, at this great commission, we see there are three commands. The first command is to, to go and make disciples, disciples of who? Of Jesus Christ. We are to go and make disciples of Jesus. A disciple of Jesus is somebody who's repented of their sin and put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So that's the first command. The second command is to baptize, water baptize new believers. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And these new believers then become part of a local church family. Thirdly, these disciples should be taught to obey everything that Jesus commanded in God's Word. Everything the Word of God teaches us, we should teach the disciples to follow and obey. Now, as parents, our first and primary responsibility is to disciple our own children. You're never going to have somebody else living in your home most of the time for 18 years, almost, well, 24-7 for the first years, and then every single day you see your children. And so this is a prime opportunity to disciple your children, to teach them God's Word, to train them 
as disciples of Jesus. Now, our training of our children, we're going to talk about this more, needs to be both instructing them in God's word and showing them a godly example. Both are absolutely essential. Instructing and showing a godly example. I guess to watch a short video on training children by example, which is called In His Shoes. Your children are going to follow your example, for better or for worse. And we want to make it for better. We can only train our children to be disciples of Jesus Christ if we, as parents, are disciples of Him. And as we follow the Lord, our children will follow Him as well. Deuteronomy 32, verse 46 says, speaking to parents, Take to heart all the words by which I am warning you today, that you may command them to your children, that they may be careful to do all the words of this law. And so as parents, we are to train our children to obey God's word. It's training in godliness. Godliness is being like God in our daily life. Godliness is being devoted to God above all else. And that is how we are to train our children. And when we do that, God's word has a promise for us in Proverbs 22.6. It says, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And so when you train your children in God's ways, that training will guide them, not just through the years that they are in your house, but throughout the rest of their lives. Now today we're going to look at three resources that are going to help us to train our children in godliness. And as I said, you don't have children at home, you have grandchildren that you have input into their lives, and spiritual children that God wants you to train up with these same principles. But again, we must stress that our lives must be an example in these areas in order for people to take seriously what we teach and for our training to be effective. So let's get practical. How should we train our children? First of all, we train our children with the resource of God's Word. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And so the Bible is God's Word. It's not just another book like the millions of other books that exist in our world today. The Bible was written by men. Yes, they penned the words in the Bible in the lang mostly languages of Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic. But the words that they wrote were inspired by the Holy Spirit. God chose to reveal himself to the people he created by inspiring the men who wrote the Bible to write down the revelation of himself. And this verse tells us that God's word is alive. It has the ability to change hearts. It has the ability to change lives when people hear it, understand it, and apply it to their lives. And so the Bible is the primary textbook that we are to use to train our children for life and for eternity. And so training your children begins with parents obeying God's word. Deuteronomy 11.18 says, speaking to parents, you shall therefore lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul. And you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. And so in this verse, God speaks to parents and commands them, first of all, to take God's word 
and to hide it in their hearts. Not only to hide it in their hearts, not only to know it with their heads, but to live it out with the actions of their hands and the way their eyes look and perceive. And so when you as a parent are learning and obeying God's word, then you can teach your children to obey God's word. Next verse, verse 19 says, you shall teach them, speaking of the commands of God's word, you should teach them to your children, talking of them when you are sitting in your house, and when you're walking by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise. And so teaching children God's word is something that should be done all the time, on every occasion when you're with your children. Teaching your children God's word is not just for Sundays, it's, it's for every day of our lives. If God's word is in our hearts as parents, and we're going to be talking about it at breakfast, lunch, supper time, when the kids come home, when we're playing, when we're talking about things in their lives. And this passage goes on. It's, don't have time to read the whole passage in Deuteronomy. It tells of a blessing, the blessing of God that comes on families, parents, and children who obey God's word. Now, the primary responsibility for training your children rests with you, rests with the parents. And so in order to teach them, to train them in God's word, we as parents must know God's word and live it out. Now, as we train our children with God's word, the primary goal, the first goal that we have for our children is that each and every one of our children would become a believer in Jesus Christ. Not just a matter of knowing the books of the Bible. It's not just a matter of doing all kinds of other things. It's that they become believers in Jesus Christ, disciples of Jesus. And so some of the primary things we need to teach our children is who is Jesus. We need to teach them the Gospels, the stories about Jesus. We teach our children that Jesus was God himself. He came from heaven to earth. He lived a perfect life. He was without sin. He died on the cross took our sins upon himself that we might be forgiven. And he rose three days later from the dead. And so your task as a parent is to encourage, pray for, and see each and every one of your children make a personal commitment to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. My mother led me through the plan of salvation from a little booklet at the age of four, there's my handwriting. Can you see it? That is the book. I still have it. Uh, it was called The Captain. Oh, don't call me Danny, okay? <laughs> so I haven't gone by that for a long time. But she, in that book, it gave the basics of what Jesus did. And I remember praying by my bed with my mother at four years old, confessing my sins of disobedience to my parents, and I remember that, and uh, asking Jesus into my life as the captain. So with the whole thing about the book, it didn't say Lord, but to be the captain of my life. So my mother went home to her reward in heaven this past February, but I know that we're going to meet again, and that's the hope that we have as believers. So the primary goal of teaching your children God's word is to make them disciples of Jesus Christ. Next, train your children to hear the Spirit, speaking of the Spirit of God. 
Acts 2.17 says, And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions, and your old men dream dreams. And so in this verse, God speaks of pouring out His Spirit on children in the last days, sons and daughters. In case you wondered, we are living in the last days. According to the Bible, the last days are the period in time between when Jesus ascended into heaven and when he's going to return again the second time. So you and I are living in the last days. The last days have been going on for 2,000 some years now. And in this time of the last days, Jesus says, I mean, the apostle Peter preaches here, prophesies here, that sons and daughters would prophesy. What is prophecy? Prophecy is hearing from God's Spirit and declaring what God is speaking to other people. That's what prophecy is. Tongues plus interpretation is prophecy, essentially prophecy as well. And so in order to hear from the Spirit, of course, you have to be believers. For your children to hear from God, from the Spirit of God, they have to be believers first. And then they need to learn to hear God speak. And when one hears the Spirit speak, one must follow the Spirit's direction. One must learn as a child to respond to authority, to God's authority and to parents' authority. And so as parents, we must teach our children to obey their parents. It's part of hearing the Spirit. Children hear the Holy Spirit speaking to them through their parents' instruction as well as directly. Ephesians 6.1 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And so children must be taught to obey their parents in the Lord. And that means the things that the parents tell the children to do must be godly things, things that come from the Lord, things that come from the Word of God. And so as this verse is directed towards children, it's a command for children, we as parents must teach our children to obey this part of God's Word, which is to obey their parents. Parents are God's authority in a child's life. And when Children learn to respect and obey parents. They learn to respect and obey their Heavenly Father. They learn to obey and respect other earthly authorities that God has placed in their life. Now, not only must be children be taught to obey their parents, they must be taught to honor their parents. The next verses say, Ephesians 6, 2, Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land. And of course, this comes from the Ten Commandments. And so honoring parents includes, of course, obeying parents. I mean, you're not honoring your parent if you disobey your parent. But it also involves obedience with a, a godly attitude of honor. Now, if you've been a parent of a young child, you know the difference between obedience because I have to do it, I don't want to do it, I'm going to do it, or I'm going to be disciplined, and obedience with a good attitude. Honoring God, honoring your, your parents. And so as parents, we need to teach obedience with honor. God has placed parents and other authorities in our children's lives, and this is very important for their growth as disciples of Jesus Christ. And of course, there's a promise. God has a promise, a wonderful promise. When children honor their parents, they're going to be blessed. It's going to go well with them, and they're going to have a long life of serving God. Now, of course, the opposite is true. If children disobey their parents, we could have a bunch of verses that talk about 
how things are not going to go well. Their lives will not be blessed. And so as, as parents, we teach our children to obey God's word for their own good. It's not just for our convenience that our children obey us. It's for their own good that they will be blessed and that their lives will be a blessing to others as well. So how can we as parents teach our children to hear the Spirit, to hear the voice of God? Well, a, a child who is a believer, a child who has accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they must be taught to build their relationship with God. I know from personal experience it, it doesn't happen automatically. And that happens by training your children to spend a daily time of prayer and reading God's Word each and every day. Now, it's hard to teach your children to do that if you're not doing that, because they watch. If mom and dad aren't, they're not going to. But if you are, then you can train your children, once they know how to read, how to read the Bible and pray on their own each and every day. Now, before your children can read, you read to them each and every day from the Bible in an age-appropriate version. We're blessed in this day and age. There's all kinds of resources for parents to train their children. Beside the children's personal time with God, as parents, it's important to gather them together at regular times where your whole family can read God's Word, discuss it, study it, and pray over it. Teach your children the importance of being Water baptized after they become believers. And being filled with the Holy Spirit. Now when children don't obey or honor their parents, it happens on rare occasion, then discipline is required. We don't have time to get into that, but God's Word teaches that according to biblical standards, disciplining in love, disciplining with a, a view to training your children to follow God. And the end result will be children who know God's word, who hear the Spirit speak to them, and who follow God and obey Him. So we've talked about two resources that God has for us in training our children. First of all, the Word of God. Secondly, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit works inside your children to make them want to do the right thing. The Holy Spirit works inside your children just as He works inside of us to Give them the strength to do the right thing. So it all doesn't depend on us. It depends on us teaching them to rely on the Holy Spirit. Number three, train your children to be, I've referred to it as church members. We'll explain a little more here. Romans 12.5 says, though, So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. And so the Bible teaches, it assumes that every believer is an active member in a local church. In fact, there's, there's very few instances recorded in Scripture in the New Testament where somebody is not part of a local church, and it's when somebody is badly sinned and they're put out of the church under the dominion of Satan, so they repent and come back into the church family. So this whole concept of people being believers outside the church really isn't even there in the New Testament. But this verse here that we've just read is part of a letter written to the, to the local church in Rome. And here the church is called the body of Christ, which is called that an, a number of times uh, in the New Testament. It consists of believers committed to that local church as members of that local body of Christ. And so we, in our own family, and I encourage you, uh, 
if you have children of youth age, middle age, middle school and high school age, we encourage you to encourage your children <laughs> to become actually as junior members of the church. If you're less than 18, technically you're a junior member of the church. And so we encourage you to encourage your children along that line. Uh, membership class we have, certainly middle and high school students can understand uh, most of what's, well, they can understand everything that's in there, really. And uh, as adults have to be to become a member, you need to be a believer, you need to be water baptized, so would be true of children of youth age. And what are you doing? When you train your children, encourage your children to be junior church members, you are preparing them to continue being active church members one day when they leave your home, one day when they're out on their own. You're, you're training them in the right way to be part of the body of Christ. And when you're part of the body of Christ, you love the other believers. And so we train our children to love other believers. 1 John 4, 21, and this commandment we have from him, from Jesus, whoever loves God must also love his brother. And so, in fact, we look at the whole book of 1 John, which teaches us that it's not possible to love God and not love other believers in the local church. It's not possible to love God and not love your brothers and sisters in a church family. In fact, I don't have the verse here. It says, actually, if you say you love God and you don't love God, brothers and sisters in your local church family, you're a liar. You don't really love God. The two go together. And so the proof that we love God is demonstrated in our love for brothers and sisters in the local church. Now the sad statistics are that many college students from Christian homes tend to drop out of church when they go to college. And many never go back to church. And some of that is because of poor parental training. Some of these students were never saved. They grew up in Christian homes. They never became believers. And so the church means nothing to them. Others were not trained by their parents the necessity of being part of a local church family and loving brothers and sisters. And so we train our children to love other believers in the church family. Next, we train them to serve other believers. Galatians 5.13 for you are called to freedom, brothers. And we see this throughout the New Testament, brothers. And of course, that means it's a generic term like mankind. It includes everybody. It includes brothers and sisters. And so we were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, serve one another. And so love for other believers in the church family is demonstrated by serving other people, by serving one another. The New Testament is filled with verses commanding believers to do things for one another. Now, this is not speaking of really people outside the church. The one another is speaking of the brothers and sisters within a church family. You cannot obey God's word on your own. I mean, there's a lot of people that think that can be done. It's me, Jesus, and the televangelist on Sunday mornings and I'm going to be fine. You're not going to be fine. You're not living according to God's word. You're not loving other believers. You're not serving other believers. You're not part of a local church family. And so train your children not only to attend church, but to get involved in serving. There's many ways that youth can serve in the church and be part 
of the whole mission of the church. Teach your children from little on to give a tithe. Back in my day, it's a few years ago, my allowance was a dime. The kids won't even take a dime these days, right? It's like, it's a dime? Can't buy anything with a dime, but a dime, you know, was something back then. I don't remember what I could buy with it, but you could actually buy things with a dime. And a tithe was a penny. It went into the offering every Sunday. And when you teach children from little on to give a tithe, 10% of their allowance to the church, it just becomes natural. And teach them to give offerings to missions on top of that. It becomes just part of their life. And God blesses them. They always have enough, according to God's word. And as they grow up, a penny out of a dime, a dollar out of ten, a hundred out of a thousand, 500 out of 5,000, and it, it just works. God will bless them, and they'll continue to give and be blessed in their lives. And so bring your children to church every Sunday. Bring them with you to life group during the week. Well, if, if they're small, if they're older, bring your youth-age children to youth group. Send them to youth camp. Now, what if they don't want to go? My children don't want to go. Guess what? God made you the parent. God made them the child. You're in charge. You're to teach them to obey, whether they want to or not. You know, we don't have time to go into stories of how God has worked in children's lives when their parents cared enough to teach their children to do the right thing, even when the child didn't want to do it. Many stories about youth going to camp, not wanting to go at all and getting saved at camp or called into ministry or filled with the Holy Spirit. The same is true of coming to church. The Bible teaches in Proverbs twenty-two fifteen that folly or foolishness is in the heart of every child. If you're a parent, you know it's in there. And it says that parental discipline will drive that folly far from the child. And so it's our job as a parent to exercise discipline with our children to see that they obey. And ultimately, we want them to obey from a willing heart, do we not? Not just because we made us, but God will cause that willing heart to grow and become sensitive to him as we do the rest of it, training our children to hear the Spirit. And so we train our children to be involved in church. So today we've looked at three resources that help us to train our children in godliness. First resource was the Bible, God's Word. The second resource was the Spirit of God. And the third resource is the, the family of God, the church. And so with the Spirit of God, make sure that your children are saved, that they're water baptized, that they're filled with the Spirit, because it's the Spirit that will change their hearts to make them want to obey, that will give them the strength to follow Jesus as their Lord and Savior. The church is the third resource. Now, I said before that our primary responsibility as parents, or we have the primary responsibility as parents to train our children, but the church can help in that training. The church can come alongside and help you. Teach your children to follow your example in the church of loving and serving. And when you do that with God's help, you're on your way to growing a godly family. Now next week, we're going to continue in this series with the message, Develop Family Kindness. 
We're going to learn what the Bible has to say about kindness and how our families can grow in the character quality of kindness. Now, for each of us as, as adults, the first step in growing in God, the first step in becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ, is to follow three simple steps. The first step is to admit that you sinned. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The second step is to believe that Jesus died on the cross, that your sins might be forgiven. Ask him to forgive your sins. And the third step is to commit your life to following him as your Lord and Savior. So I'd like to ask us all to bow our heads right now. And if you'd like to commit your life to Jesus Christ for the first time or recommit your life, I'd like to ask you just to slip your hand up so that we can pray for you and you can put it right back down. If you'd like to commit your life to Jesus for the first time or recommit your life, just slip your hand up. Let's pray. You can just pray in your mind something like this. Say, Father, today I admit that I've sinned. I've done wrong things. I've gone my own way in my life. I ask you to forgive me. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross, that my sins might be forgiven. I believe he's alive today. He rose from the dead three days later. I invite him into my life. I commit myself to serving him as my Lord and Savior all the days of my life. And for those of us who are believers, let's pray as well. Father, we thank you, God, for each parent that's here today. We pray for your blessing on each family and its children and its grandchildren if they are here already. We pray that you help every parent to train their children with the resources of your word, of your spirit, and your church. We thank you, God, that as we seek to do that, and perfectly as it is, that you're going to bless us and you're going to bless our families. And we pray, God, that, that all of us would use these same three resources to, to train up spiritual children, to mature and follow you as disciples of Jesus Christ. And we ask, God, that you continue to add both physical and spiritual children to our church family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.